0: I'm
1: your number one fan. We all go a little mad sometimes.
0: Whatever you
1: do, don't fall
0: asleep. What an excellent day for an exorcism.
1: My Bobby is I see dead Hello? Are you answering the phone call or starting the podcast?
0: <laughs> Pork animal's dose.
1: Oh yeah, I like that. Um yeah, welcome back to Killer Cuties.
0: Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. Hope so everyone welcome. is having a great Tuesday. I hope it's one of the
1: best Tuesdays of the year. Not the best. It's too early for that. Way I hope your best Tuesday is yet to come, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> uh we're here to talk about silence of the lamps. We are. But you have some horror news. I sure do.
1: Hit two quick things. So one. Dave Franco and Alison Brie are going to be starring in a horror movie together, which is cute because they're married. Oh. Um, The movie's called Together, which is also kind of cute. But anyways, it's supposed to be a horror movie that is exploring the codependency or the horror of codependency told in a unique way. I don't really know what that means, but that's all we know right now. Everything else is kind of under wraps.
0: Is it's it funny? Announced. Is it a comedy?
1: Well, it's all—it's only... They've only said it's a horror movie. So I don't know. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I guess as more unwraps about that, we'll know more, but that's all we know for right now. And then my other piece of horror news. A movie about the back rooms. Oh! <laughs> uh- <laughs> Yes. So it started as a creepypasta in the back rooms, developed into fan-made video games, wikis, YouTube shorts, all that kind of stuff. It's currently in the works at A24.
0: <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> oh, it's gonna slap.
1: Yeah. So they're basing it on the YouTube shorts that were made by Kane Parsons. I think he was only 17 when he made them too. And he's, he's kind of, credited for popularizing the concept of the backrooms, mm-hmm. um but we've played the video one of the video games about it yeah Had a blast! so i'm definitely excited i think that'll be fun
0: so exciting i know so many video game movies good <laughs> they just better do as well as last of us did you know fair yeah no no half-assed video game movies Not in this house. No. Or any house. (laughs) No houses. The only news that I was excited about, I just found out, is a rumor. Because you told me it's a rumor. Well, it's just not confirmed. Well, if it ever is confirmed, you'll have heard it here first. Speaking of video game movies, um, Nicolas Cage is rumored to have been cast in Five Nights at Freddy's 2.
1: It is on the line. Someone said that, so...
0: Someone said that, on the line.
1: People are notorious for lying on the line, but that's, you know... <laughs> we don't know. Couldn't be me. I have lied online
0: before. Yeah, I bet you have. Uh, sometimes it's fun. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Willard is confirmed, though. Yes, he tweeted the other day. No,
1: that was also not that was doctored.
0: Oh God, damn it!
1: That's why I said all the news you sent me was not <laughs> confirmed. Shit. Sorry. Yeah, he hasn't tweeted since like pre-pandemic. <laughs> oh my God, he's on the TikTok
0: now. He's got better things yeah. to do.
1: Yeah, he's he's moved on. Correct. Um, so yeah but I think he was already kind of confirmed because they already said that he signed what a three-pitcher deal when he signed the contract so I think, I think so. we already, that is pretty much confirmed. I think the <laughs> the main rumor on that one was him saying something about the bite of 87 which is FNAF lore and stuff yes. like that so people were excited about that but that turned out to be a doctored tweet Fake. <laughs> got it got it yeah yeah lame i know you can't trust everything
0: well should we talk about silence of the lands yes let's okay a uh, quick summary if you it's been a while since you've seen it or if you don't care to watch it
1: but well, you should
0: Jodie Foster stars as Clarice Starling, a top student at the FBI's training academy. Jack Crawford, pa- played by Scott Glenn, wants Clarice to interview Dr. Hannibal Lecter, played by Sir Anthony Hopkins. He's a brilliant psychiatrist who is also a violent psychopath, serving life behind bars for various acts of murder and cannibalism. Crawford believes that Lecter may have insight into a case and that Starling, as an attractive young woman, may be just the bait to draw him out. It was released on Valentine's Day, 1991. Strange day for a horror movie. Um, It has an 8.6 on IMDb, a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by Jonathan Dem. Did I say that right? Dem? I think so. Could be Demi. Who's to say? It's based on a book by Thomas Harris. Sure is. I have the book. You won't
1: believe this. I haven't read it. <laughs> I do believe that. I really do. I firmly believe that buying books and reading books are two separate hobbies. Correct. Correct. And I, I lean more towards the buying of the books than the reading. I do read, but... Oh my I can gosh, relate. You got the Annihilation series.
0: I got the whole Annihilation series. Um, I like it. I, I agree. I lean towards the buying books hobby.
1: I have a lot of books, and I plan to read them all. Of course, Um, but I haven't read this one yet. (laughs) But I will one day. I'm sure you will. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for believing in me. Of course. Um, Yeah, this is. I mean, it's an it's an iconic film. Yeah.
0: That's all. uh, That's it. Over.
1: That's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it's it's probably unlikely that people listening haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I know you haven't, but mm-hmm. you're kind of a rare, a rare exception to the. That's rule. why I'm here. Yeah, that's why we are doing this. <laughs> 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 but I think even people who aren't horror fans have seen this. I mean, it's yeah, it's
0: kind of a staple. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is the. I said this in the last episode. This is the only movie that my mother has ever told me, do not watch this movie. And yeah, I understand why now.
1: Yeah, your mom's not a super horror fan. No, and there is some disturbing content con- content within this one.
0: Correct. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watching it. I just. Okay, checking that box. Things my mom doesn't like. Checking that box. Things my mom doesn't like. Just like all the boxes were checked. So, I get yeah, it. I understand why she told me not to.
1: Yeah, but aren't you glad you didn't listen? Yes, <laughs> so glad. Yeah. Um, yeah, to kind of talk about its impact it, as of well, I guess last year because this year we don't know who's winning the Oscars yet, but. As of 2023, it's one of only three movies to win uh, the top five Oscar categories of Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, Best Picture, and Best Screenplay. The only other two movies that have done that are It Happened One Night and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh. One Flew Over um, the
0: Cuckoo's Nest is kind of horror too, isn't it? No. Oh, it's just sad? <laughs> it's it's just drama. Oh. Yeah. Not that was horror too.
1: But interesting no.
0: that one of those three is a horror movie. Yes. And speaking
1: of which, it's the one of the only, or it's the only horror film to have won Best Picture. Only five others were nominated, which I think we talked about in our episode of Get Out. But Mm -hmm. again, that was The Exorcist, Jaws, Sixth Sense, Black Swan, and Get Out. Um, Which I guess they don't consider Parasite in that, which makes sense (laughs) because I feel like horror, that, that movie just defies genre, to be honest. Yeah. I think it has horror elements, but I wouldn't classify it as purely horror, so No.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um But and, yeah, definitely iconic. <laughs> absolutely. And um Sir Anthony Hopkins won his Academy Award for Best Actor in a leading role. And it's for only like 25 minutes of screen time, it's the second shortest screen time screen time of anybody who has ever won that Ooh. Academy Award. Who is the first? Do you know? I do. It's David Niven in a movie called Separate Tables from 1958. Oh, um, I always think that's interesting because he's, uh, it's such an iconic character
1: and such an iconic role that when you really think about how little he's in it, it's kind of like Tim Curry in It, how yes. he really doesn't have much screen time at all, but that's all you think about when you think about that movie. Yeah, absolutely. that's interesting. Great actor, great performance. I guess when you can pull when that it off, sticks out. Yeah, yeah. And this was Sir Anthony Hopkins' like last ditch effort to kind of break out. He'd done a lot of acting roles, but he'd never been a list. He'd never really kind of been a go-to actor. And he had said that if this wasn't successful, he was done. He was out. Yeah. Obviously, it was very successful and he's still acting. Yeah.
0: But Yes. Um, and he's won a couple of awards kind of recently, too. He was in some 2020 film where he won an award. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's still at it and still doing a very good job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he prepared really well for the role, too. Apparently, he studied a bunch of files of serial killers He went to prisons, he studied convicted murderers, um, and he even went to some court hearings to, like, hear the crimes described by people. Um, So he really put his full pussy into it. Respectfully. Respectfully.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of the cast, like, I know... Some of them worked with actual FBI agents. The FBI Behavioral Science Unit helped them make the movie and kind of told them what would be accurate and what wouldn't be. Which I guess the FBI helped because they saw it as a potential recruiting tool to hire more female agents, which is wild to me that anyone would watch this movie and be like, you know what I want to do.
0: (laughs) That's what I did. I literally went to the FBI's website and looked at their careers after I was like oh my god I just I want to pull pubae out of people's throats oh okay specifically
1: yeah why wouldn't you (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but I know they they pulled from a lot of true crime as well um buffalo bill why can't i remember his actual name in the movie oh jame was it jame okay yeah he the way that he got Catherine into his car was very reminiscent of ted bundy he would pretend to be injured so that women would help him kind of preying Mm -hmm. on that instinct to help injured people so he would pretend he'd broken his
0: arm and stuff like that
1: why um, we bred that
0: instinct out of women nowadays
1: yeah if there's one thing about me i'm not helping a man
0: um hell anyways. no <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs>
1: uh, and then buffalo bill also is kind of loosely based on ed gein who i think technically has only been confirmed to have killed two people, but there was a lot more. Um, But he would rub graves and stuff and make stuff out of skin and wear skin. And yeah, so he inspired this. He inspired Psycho. He inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Cute. Yeah. Is it? No.
0: (laughs) No, it's not. Yeah. Um, the the actor who played Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. Ted Levine. Yes. Plays the exact opposite character in Monk, the TV show. Oh, I've never seen Monk. Oh my god, it's an incredible show. I've heard. It's very good. Um it's not horror, it's very true crime. But he plays the very like Straight, manly, to the point sheriff at the detective agency where Monk works in San Francisco. Um, hmm. So the polar opposite of Buffalo Bill, yeah, um, and that was very jarring for me because <laughs> you don't you don't really see his face at first. Um, he's yeah. kind of like shrouded. You just hear his voice, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's that's the chief! Like, what is he doing?" Oh, you can in tell Scooby? right away, <laughs> and I was—I knew by his voice. Um, yeah, that that was jarring. Only having seen him in Monk. Well,
1: speaking of that and more true crime, the serial killer Richard Ramirez, known as the Night Stalker. By the way, my friend's dad was the one who caught him. Anyways, that's a whole oh. other side side story. Um, so fun shout out gilbert Uh, (laughs) Carrillo. but um he was a fan of this movie particularly wait who richard ramirez the The serial serial killer killer. yeah oh god the guy on the show monk i really liked him that scene where he says it rubs the lotion on its skin i really like it oh yeah so
0: yikes Yeah. He did real good.
1: Yeah. But luckily, him and Brooke Brooke Smith, who played Catherine, actually Mm -hmm. became like really good friends on set. So that's good. Good. He's he's probably a nice person in real life.
0: Good. She's in another show you have not seen.
1: Oh, I know this because I saw it somewhere written. Grey's Anatomy.
0: Yes. Yes. She plays one of the least likable characters on *Crazy oh, no. Anatomy. I hate her character. <laughs> what did she do? She's just bitchy in a not fun, cute way. She's just mm. like, and she pushes out doctors that I like. Got it. And corrupts my favorite lesbian. I'm sorry that happened to you. Thanks. I took it very personally. Yeah. Um, it was nice that Ted Levine and Brooke Smith could be friends, though, because Jodie Foster apparently avoided Anthony Hopkins because she was terrified of him, <laughs> which I I get. He played his
1: role very well, and yeah, him and Martha Stewart dated briefly, <laughs> what right <the> fuck? <laughs> during. I have a point, I promise.
0: Okay, but that was during... not on my bingo card to talk about Martha Stewart during this fucking episode. But, you okay.
1: it should always be on your bingo card. Martha Stewart <laughs> can pop up at any given <laughs> <laughs> No, but they dated during production of this, and then once it was released, she broke up with him. Because she didn't, like, she couldn't separate his performance from him.
0: So, oh no. So
1: I, yeah, that's like kind of sad. Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm so good at acting. <laughs> See, past passed it. Yeah. Oh, God. And then she went to jail. And then she went to jail. And now she's <sighs> best friends with Snoop Dogg. Her <laughs> path in life is crazy. I'm obsessed. Wild.
0: Good Wild. for her. Yeah, I love her. Who does it? Yeah. D- Tax evasion isn't even a crime. It's my right. I agree,
1: but the rest <laughs> is
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Um oh god.
1: Sorry. I just can't stop thinking of Martha Stewart. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll like this, okay, because you like the moth thing. I do. Well, I didn't tell Which you also, that. By the way, we realized I'm literally wearing a shirt with a moth. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't plan that, but
0: we can wait. Are you I gonna did. Are you gonna tell me about the moths and their airplane?
1: Oh, how they were treated like little stars. <laughs> yeah,
0: in their little first class carriers.
1: They, yes, they treated the moths incredibly well during production, which is a big green flag. but um Yeah. But no, that wasn't what I was going to tell you. I was going to oh, tell okay, you tell that the cocoon that they find in the throat. Yes. It was made of Tootsie Rolls and gummy bears so that My if it got swallowed, it was okay.
0: Look at how many Tootsie Rolls I literally ate today. Look, look. You see all of them? That's all the Tootsie Roll wrappers. That's not even all of them. Oh, I just grabbed a handful of the ones I ate. (laughs) I fucking love a good tootsie roll, and maybe it was because I saw that, and I just inherently knew that's fucking
1: tootsie roll. I love that for you. I don't think I've ever bought tootsie rolls. Oh, weird. I think I've only eaten tootsie rolls if they're around, you know, or like in my Halloween candy bag.
0: I always keep a one pound two hundred midget bag in my in my. Next. Wow! I, I can only that. eat a few of them, though. Yeah, except today. But I mean, exactly. there's a lot of caffeine in
1: them. <laughs> oh, because of the chocolate. Yeah,
0: yeah. Can't be, can't be. Couldn't be me.
1: And
0: no. Um. Cool. <laughs> um. Also, can I just say the the moths are actually tobacco hornworm moths. Oh. And growing up, my also called tomato worm... I think they're the same. They're one and the same. Tomato worm. Uh, either way, um, growing up, my grandpa grew a bunch of tomatoes and there were always tobacco hornworm moths on his tomatoes. I would go and pick them off the tomato plants, put them in a bucket, a two-gallon bucket with some sticks and some leaves and some rocks and make it really cute, and I would keep them as pets. That's great! Yeah, they would always die before they became moths, so... I know. couldn't figure out how to keep them alive. Maybe leaving them alone. Probably. I was a kid. Yeah. Man, can you imagine if one of my tomato hornworm moths or a descendant of one of my tomato hornworm moths is one of the ones in the movie? That would be pretty special. i like to think it is. I'd like to think that I found a tomato hornworm moth in my grandpa's backyard... And I pet him, and I snuggled with him, and then he just became a big star.
1: Well, no. This movie came out in 1991. Yeah. So it would have had to already be a star. And then you... Maybe it was. I don't think they just released them into your grandpa's
0: yard. You don't know! I
1: can take a guess.
0: But no, they were also... In addition to being treated like royalty on the plane and having their first class little carriers, mm-hmm. um, they also had special living quarters on set. They had rooms controlled by a humidifier and they were dressed in carefully designed costumes. Mm. They had their little, little costumes and they painted them and they were treated so nicely. Oh, to be the yeah. etymologist on this movie. That's like your dream job, I think. Can you imagine?
1: Me? No, you? Yes. That's, I meant me. Yeah. It'd be so fun. I think that you would be so good at it.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. If I only had to talk to bugs all day, I'd be thriving. What about me? Tuesday nights are reserved for you, <laughs> bugs the rest of the week. <laughs> 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 oh fair enough can't argue with that yeah can't. <laughs> the other fun animal fact from the movie um, okay is that anthony hopkins kind of based hannibal off of a reptile the blinking the blinking yeah because reptiles don't they don't have unconscious blinking they just they have to like think about it yeah So Anthony Hopkins is like, I want every blink that I take during this movie, every blink that I do to be calculated and purposeful. And so anytime he's blinking, he had to think about it.
1: Yeah. He actually had kind of a lot of say. Well, I guess a lot of influence on the character decisions for Hannibal Lecter. He was the one that thought it would be a good idea to have him staring directly into the camera as Clarice first approaches his cell. and um, Also, originally, he was going to be in either a yellow or orange jumpsuit after he got moved from Baltimore. But Sir Anthony Hopkins convinced Jonathan Den to do all white, which he later said he got that idea from his fear of dentists.
0: Oh. <laughs> Poor Sir Anthony. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame him. No. Um, not, speak you should go to the
1: dentist, but
0: Yeah, go yes. There's no reason to be scared. Yeah. But it's not it's an uncomfortable thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Um speaking of the camera angles though, um, I guess. Whenever a character is talking to Agent Starling, they often talk directly to the camera. It kind of the the first scene that that's like incredibly noticeable is the scene with Hannibal where she's walking up to him and right he's looking directly in the cam- camera. Um, but whenever she is talking to someone, she's looking slightly off camera. Um, and that was I guess to make her more relatable. Um, and tell the story from her point of view because. From her point of view, obviously they'd be looking directly into her eyes. Um yeah. I thought that was a very interesting and purposeful way to shoot a film. Um and I mean I I don't know if it worked. If it worked, it was subconsciously. I mean I, I do very much relate to her. I fucking love Clarice Starling as a character. <laughs> um I love Jodie Foster as Clarice Starling. Um, so if it worked, I mean maybe it worked. I don't know. I think I guess it, did. it worked.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the point, is you experiencing everything through her eyes and kind of with her. Um, yeah. Which I thought was interesting, because John Carpenter... <laughs> oh, I love him! Well, he said he was disappointed that the movie focused on Clarice.
0: Well, he can suck my dick. See how quickly
1: you changed up there? I knew you would. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he said he would have loved to direct it and make it more frightening and gripping. Like, no offense to you, sir, but <laughs> this <laughs> movie is fine as is.
0: Yeah, and much scarier than Halloween. I agree. <laughs> make it scarier. Please. Uh <laughs> Oh, John! I love
1: how quickly you S- went from I love it.
0: <laughs> Silly, John! <laughs>
1: oh, that's funny. Uh,
0: <laughs> there will be no Clary Starling slander in this house, or any I house. Agree. Yeah, she's she's kind of that bitch. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was rated like number six. The American Film Institute, I think, rated her number six in heroes, male and female, out of all movies on a list of 50 and Hannibal was I think the number one villain he was yeah fuck you John Carpenter oh just kidding I love you so much please
1: please (laughs) the duality of Katie um (laughs) 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 yeah yeah one thing about this movie though that I do want to talk about okay This movie is discussed a lot in terms of its impact on the trans community. Oh. There have been many examples of movies that villainize trans people. Um, Okay, yeah. And I don't think that was the intention here. There's lines in the movie where they specifically say that Buffalo Bill is not trans, that he has an identity issue, he's trying to belong or find himself. There's even, like, very, very subtle clues to that in his house where there's, like, pieces of Nazi memorabilia and stuff like that where it's, like, clearly he was trying to fit into a specific group so that he could kind of find himself. Um, But we've talked about (laughs) intention versus impact many, many times, and I think, unfortunately, it's very easy for people to remember the scenes of him cross dressing and tucking and those types of things rather than those few lines of them saying that he's not trans. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think, unfortunately, this did kind of contribute to that theme, which yeah. is unfortunate because I don't think that's what they were trying to do, but it's kind of how a lot of people took it.
0: Yeah. I think, I think just outside of whether or not it's vilifying trans being trans it's vilifying some sort of gender dysmorphia which is not something to vilify yeah um so even an
1: identity disorder like yeah that's a whole nother thing of villainizing mental
0: illness and stuff like that so it's like yeah either
1: way it's kind of not the best thing right
0: yeah so so arguing that oh, well, they brought up that he's not trans is not an appropriate argument because sometimes it's not as black and white. Sometimes it's not – you. it never is. You are trans or you aren't trans. It's a spectrum. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's a good point bringing it up. Um, yeah. I think there's
1: – well, I can think of two horror movies that, like, will – this and then one other that we'll probably watch eventually – that kind of have that issue hanging mm-hmm. over the other one is much more blatant. <laughs> but um, Oof. yeah, yeah, which is... <laughs> it's not even on our radar quite yet, but I'm sure one day we will get to it. Um, okay. But I feel like these two, and then not one that we will ever talk about on the podcast because it's comedy, but Ace Ventura, Pen Detective are kind of talked about a lot in that... Wait. The villain is... <laughs> Yeah.
0: Wait, in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, that mm-hmm. movie is beloved by all. I thought. Well,
1: I think in recent years people have criticized that, okay. that choice in villain a little bit
0: more. Okay, I I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, okay. Well, I know spoiler alert. From it. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't plan on watching it. I don't think. Um, you
1: it's beloved by all. I haven't seen it. But,
0: you know. Well, yeah. well, yeah. But just when you hear people talk about it, they're so excited about it. They love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, all who yeah. have seen it, it is beloved. But, oh, yeah. um But I think there's also a
1: point in saying, A, this was a product of its time. B, yes, there are some things in it that can and should be criticized. Mm-hmm. But also, do you enjoy it? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like when I rewatched Scary movies. Some of that stuff just doesn't fly today. <laughs> that's no. not appropriate humor for now. But do
0: I still love that <laughs> movie? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's it's very important to call it out. Yeah. And, um, be cognizant of the fact that it is not appropriate to vilify mental health, which I mean I guess in a serial killer movie that's it happens. <laughs> constantly <laughs> yeah um but it's still okay to enjoy the film yeah for sure and enjoy it i did
1: <laughs> yeah it. i mean it is
0: it's a classic for a
1: reason for sure yeah i mean in 2011 the library of congress preserved it <laughs> in the national film registry iconic iconic
0: it's iconic
1: yeah, and I know after so Jodie Foster read the novel that it's based on Mm-hmm. and then she liked it so much she tried to buy the rights to it, but it had already been bought by Gene Hackman. So Not Gene Hackman! Yeah, he beat her to it. He was supposed to direct and then he stepped a- a- aside from it. Oh. Um, yeah.
0: I bet but... he's shooting himself in the foot for that one. Or I bet he's <laughs> what's the expression? I bet he's I bet he's...
1: Well, he shot himself in the
0: foot. Yeah, that he did. Yeah,
1: would have yeah. been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's. I mean, there was kind of a lot of that with it. Um, for both the lead roles as well, the Hannibal Lecter. There's a huge list of people who were considered, some of which turned it down, which is Sir John Hurt, Christopher Lloyd, Dustin Hoffman, Sir Patrick Stewart, John Lithgow. Robert Duvall, Jack Nicholson, Robert De Niro, Sir Kenneth Branagh, Jeremy Irons, Sir Daniel Day-Lewis, Morgan Freeman, and Sir Sean Connery were all considered. I think only if, I I know for sure Jeremy Irons turned it down. I'm not sure if the others were like scheduling or just didn't work out or what. But I mean, that's kind of like a crazy list of people. And then for uh, Clarice, Jonathan Dem said there were 300 applicants for the role. Um, Meg Ryan and Michelle Pfeiffer were both offered it, but turned it down because of the subject matter. Um, <laughs> Brooke Smith, who ended up playing Catherine, <laughs> she auditioned. Nicole Kidman read for the part. Laura Dern was considered. Um, and then yeah. <clears throat> Jonathan Dem was convinced that Jodie Foster would be the girl after one meeting with her. Because of how she walked down the hallway to meet him, she walked so purposely and so determined that he was
0: like, "That's her." <laughs> wow, yeah. That reminds me of the a, a very similar list to everybody that was considered for misery. Yeah, very similar list.
1: Yeah,
0: where it's um, like just
1: a lister after a lister after a lister.
0: Yeah. Well and the funny thing is they those people were not all A-listers at that time. So no. the fact that they were identifying all these people as prospects for the movie is just telling that they were really looking for someone that stood out. Yeah. And like could everybody on that list could have done this role, but yeah. not as well as Anthony Hopkins.
1: Yeah. Tony I mean, Irons I
0: think is was... in my favorite book to movie adaptation. Pulse? No. Um, oh. <laughs> n- well, no, let me. Okay, wait. Jeremy Irons is in the ad- movie adaptation of my favorite book.
1: And that is? Aragon. Oh, I heard that that movie
0: adaptation sucked. That's why I clarified he's Got in it. the movie adaptation of my favorite book. <laughs> They're working on right. a TV show now? Okay. Hopefully that's so, better. I hope so, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We still kind of liked
0: it, though. Favorite.
1: Adaptation of a book. My mind went to the perfect adaptation, which was Holes. Holes, but that's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, real quick, Howard Shore wrote the score.
1: Great, and he's done. Oh, she's like, no. Just Google him.
0: (laughs) Probably the most iconic score. One of the top five most iconic scores of all time. He did it? Yes.
1: Jaws. No. Uh, wait, it's you. Star Wars.
0: No, that's John Uh, Williams. That's the one composer you should know. So sorry
1: to that man. Um, Lord of the Rings.
0: Thank you. Nailed it. God. There's only one good Canadian composer. And it's him? Yes. That's kind of mean. Sorry.
1: Oh, okay. I just don't I'm I'm learning
0: and I'm growing.
1: Yeah. I don't know composers very well.
0: Um, I'm just I'm just gonna make sure that I'm not saying things that are lies. Yeah, there's there's only one good Canadian composer. I okay. stand by what I said. I was just making sure that Michael Chikine wasn't. He's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. No fun little fact: the guy that wrote Lord of the Rings, the most iconic, one of the most iconic scores of all time, also wrote the score of this movie. Nowhere near as big of a cultural impact musically, but it's because the the acting outshone it. Yeah. Cool. Howard Shore. Yep. So how scary do you think it was? <laughs> um, I
1: gave it a 2.5. Oh, wow. I know, right? Okay. Which I was thinking about this also the other day that I feel like maybe I need to go back and give two other movies like a little bit higher score because I don't think I properly a- attributed how much they scared me when they first like when I first saw them. Okay. But those were The Strangers and Saw. Those two movies scared the shit out of me the first time I saw them. And I can't remember what scores I gave them. Yes. (laughs) You don't know. You weren't there. (laughs) You were not a middle schooler watching Saw for the first time. Okay. That changes you as a person. Uh
0: (laughs) That's how I felt about fucking Pyramid Head in his movie, whatever that's called. There you go.
1: Silent Hill. Yeah. Silent Hill. Um. But yeah, I gave it a 2.5, because I do remember when I first watched this, it did scare me a lot. Okay. And I don't like the concept of being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Real-life situations always scarier to me than, you know, the paranormal and stuff like that. So yeah, I remember being creeped out. And then I will say, I watched this today, and then I was up here getting ready to record, and... As a little preface, I'm in a loft in my apartment, and everything else is dark. It's just lit up here. And I heard a huge thunk outside, and it freaked me out. Like, walking downstairs in the dark, I was like, someone's here. Oh, no. It was just my package being delivered, and the fucker just threw it on the patio.
0: Oh, Thankfully,
1: it was not something that could have been broken, but still. Ugh. I was a little freaked out. I was like, hmm, am I potentially yeah. kidnapped? So there you go. It still kind of, you know, puts me on a little edge. Okay. What about you?
0: I gave it a one.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's not surprising.
0: Didn't scare me you at all. You think ghosts are scary? Yeah. Wait, it's they- scarier than Halloween, but not scary at all. Was Halloween scary? Halloween's not scary. No, Halloween's not scary at all. Did I give Halloween anything higher than a one? I don't know. One's the lowest. <laughs> so I it might would be have, I just ma- as scary <laughs> as Halloween. Yeah, it should be. Whatever I rated Halloween is what it should be. But in my heart of hearts, it's a one. This movie is yeah. not scary at all. Okay. It did not. I was never scared. Fair. I was I was unsettled, but not scared. Okay. Fair. Thank you how sexy did you think it was a one yeah not at all yeah there's nothing cute about it no Jodie Foster's great she is that's about it uh what about you
1: I also gave it a one
0: yeah It's it's not the vibe no
1: no Yeah. How fucked up did you think it was? I gave it a two. Oh. Because I didn't like the skinning photos and the autopsy scene was like, it was a bit much. Yeah.
0: What about you? I gave it a two and a half.
1: Yeah.
0: It was pretty... Yeah, it might be a three. Because I I just remember the the crucifix scene.
1: Oh yeah, that was
0: cool. I forgot about that. <laughs> God, I knew him Him looking at that pen. I was like, hmm. <laughs> Get that pen away from him! <laughs> Have you ever seen the TV show Hannibal? No, but now it makes me want to. I want to see Red Dragon and I want to see Hannibal. Yeah, I want to re-watch Hannibal because I watched it, but it was
1: like one of those shows that I put on, but then I would do other stuff while I was watching it so I feel like I didn't really get a lot of effect but I do remember this is going to sound so morbid but like the crime scenes that they would investigate were like very artistic and visually very cool Ooh, and so it kind of reminded me that they probably pulled from that scene of the very extravagantly set up
0: scene (laughs) Well, are they, are they exploring Hannibal's scenes? Is it Hannibal's... No. Oh, okay.
1: But I feel like just visually that might have inspired that
0: Okay, that's section
1: of it. Um, But no, I think it's like Hannibal is Will Graham's... Th- it, it's about Will Graham, who is a character in the book. Okay. Um. Well, I think he's in the book Red Dragon, which is why he's actually never mentioned in this, because they didn't have the rights to Red Dragon. They only had the rights to Sounds of the Lambs. Mm. Um, But he's the guy who catches Hannibal after. So it's about their relationship, the show. So it's before Hannibal's even caught. Oh, the first time. He's caught the first time. Yes. Got it. So he's caught and then he meets Clarice. Got it. Okay. And then he escapes.
0: Yeah. And so (laughs) does he ever get caught a second time? I don't know. Or wherever
1: he is. I don't know, because Red Dragon is also, I think, a prequel, so
0: Okay, interesting. I
1: think he's in the Bahamas, but yeah, he Yeah. He's chasing down Chitlin. <laughs> oh fuck that guy. Yeah, he sucks. Hate him. I think in the original ending it was gonna be more not him just stalking him, but him actually having him oh, in, God. like his basement and <laughs> being like, here we go.
0: Please. Please, just eat, like, one limb at a time. Like, clean cut the limbs and then, like, so- solder, so- solder, solder them? So- what's the word? Solder? So- like, burn so it doesn't bleed. One at a time. One limb at a time. That's what you want to see? That's what he would do. Okay. Don't you think? You just said, please. Like, you needed it. Oh, well, I mean, it would be a good. It would be a good episode of Hannibal. You want to watch
1: a bad man get cut up.
0: I don't want Prolonged suffering. I don't want to watch that, but that would be good I'm just, television. If you want to
1: watch it, I have a movie I
0: can move up on the list. Oh, God. No, 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 no. I don't want to I don't want to watch it in the way that, that whatever movie you're probably going to recommend. Does it? I want to, like this this one thing about this movie is that like it doesn't like show the graphic violence as it's happening. I think that's what yeah. bothers me. When like like of graphic violence, like seeing the aftermath of graphic violence does not bother me. Seeing the graphic mm. violence happening yeah. like like in annihilation when they're slicing the stomach open. No thank you. When the intestines are slithing around. Kind of fun. This, they they don't show, like, the baton hitting the guy's head, or, you know, the girl getting punched, or the guy getting sliced open. Like, they don't show any of that. They just show the aftermath. Which, to me, is like, less scary, but more like, oh god, how did that happen? You know what I mean? Like, Mm. unnerving, suspenseful, I don't know. That's fair. So, if it, I don't. I to be clear. I don't want to see Hannibal Lecter sawing anybody's arm off. I literally just watched. I literally messaged you about this this morning. It, I was watching an episode of Teen Wolf, <laughs> and and Styles is about to saw the guy saw Derek's arm off. Mm-hmm. And Watch I'm like,
1: season one of.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, he's a he's about to saw Derek's arm off, and I was screaming. I was literally screaming because he was about to saw the guy's arm off. But if, if off screen, his arm was sawed off and then I saw like the arm or like the bleeding, like, yeah, whatever, you know, like, whatever.
1: I was confused. I was trying to remember what part you were at because you said, oh, when Styles has to saw off daddy's arm (laughs) and like, I, no offense to the actor but i hate the character of derek like vehemently um okay and so when you say daddy to me that's sheriff like all the way and i was like that doesn't happen like,
0: who I don't know.
1: sheriff stilinski styles dad oh yeah okay. also kind of daddy
0: yeah uh when i said daddy i didn't mean like my daddy like daddy i meant like the daddy werewolf like daddy
1: oh okay
0: because he's the daddy werewolf no well, I'm only on episode five, so don't spoil anything. Yeah, but you know he's not an alpha. I know, but he's this is a teen he's, Wolf podcast. He's a Teen Wolf podcast. Turn tune in to our new podcast dropping on Thursdays, every Thursday. Teen Wolf podcast.
1: Don't tell me I'll do it.
0: Um, <laughs> I'll do a Teen Wolf watch party podcast. Thank you. Um. Anyways, well, yeah. Uh,
1: people getting cut up. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so aftermath,
1: if- fine. Watching yes. it happen, not so much.
0: Yeah. Like, just just imagine it. Yeah. Like they're doing like their their cop stuff and or whatever, and then and then the the victim just wakes up and he's missing an arm and he look over and you see his arm and it's missing and he's like ah and then he screams and then he passes out and then it goes back to like cop stuff. And maybe you see Hannibal and then the next scene he wakes up and he's only got one arm and one leg and Hannibal's just eaten away and then he passes out again and then there's more cop stuff. You know? I have a movie for you. Um. <laughs> but do I have to see them cutting it off? Do I have to see them cutting the limbs off? No. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. let me okay. see where I can fit it in. <laughs> Good, excellent.
1: Tomorrow, let's I know go. it's on the list. Or, like, it's on the schedule already, but I can't remember where I put it. But.
0: Okay. Um, I probably did a better job describing that movie just in that scene yeah. than I've ever described a movie that I haven't watched yet. <laughs> Cute. Okay, anyway. Okay, go on.
1: I was just gonna ask overall, what's your what's
0: your rating? Oh, I give it a four and a half.
1: Alright.
0: I really, really like it. Yeah. I like it more than Halloween. I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, which reminds me, I was going to ask you, do you is is Hannibal Lecter a masked killer? Yeah, I'd consider it. Okay. He doesn't kill while he's masked though. He just wears yeah. a mask for a couple scenes. But I feel like because his mask
1: is so iconic and so synonymous with the character, it counts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little daddy, but, like, not a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get yeah. it. Yeah. I definitely get it. I'd flirt with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, speaking of which, the the scene where the cop is on the ground and his face is all cut up and bloody. Mm-hmm. I fucking knew that was him. I knew it was him. Probably because you've seen The Office. <laughs> what?
1: When Dwight cuts off the CPR dummy and he puts it on, and he's like, I just wanted to see if it was
0: accurate. I. He's talking
1: about silence in the lambs.
0: Oh, you're right. Duh. I forgot all about that scene. Mm-hmm. Shit. Oh my God. I just saw the funniest, it has nothing to do with anything. I just saw the funniest fucking TikTok of Rain Wilson calling Mark Cuban who he has never met before in his entire life. And they just kind of shoot the shit. Oh, are you bringing back the office? Oh, are you leaving Shark Tank? Like, just shooting the shit. And then Rain Wilson's like, okay, bye, I hope to meet you soon. And we can high five and I'll trauma dump on you. And then he hangs up. I love that. Isn't that cute? It's great. Yeah, that's the best way to meet a new person. Okay, I hope hope to yeah. see you again. And we can trauma dump. Yeah. So cute. I'm a big fan of that. You too. Okay, overall, what did you think? What did you give it?
1: Um. So, you know how when a movie is so critically acclaimed and so well-loved that, like, you kind of want to dissect it, and I think sometimes, like, my middle school edgelord comes out where it's like, oh, I want to hate it because it's popular, you know?
0: I'm already love. I can't. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I
1: can't. My middle school edge is gone. This movie is genuinely fantastic. It is a reason why it is critically acclaimed. Yes, I do think like there are some problems in that yeah. area, obviously, and I think it's good to address that and be aware of it. But I I still can't deny that this is a five out of five. Yeah? Yeah. See, I wanted to give it a 5 out of 5, too. You didn't, and I did, so. That's awkward.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I just couldn't get past the, like, social connotation. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah.
1: Honestly, we've kind of had too many bangers in a row. I didn't realize. We really have. Haunting of Hill House, Annihilation, this. Mm Mm-hmm. Next week's movie better bomb um honestly yeah suggestions please um please no we already have it because it's it's a new movie it comes out this friday oh
0: yeah that's right yeah what's it called
1: well not not this friday if you're listening but this friday from when we're (laughs) filming it
0: yeah a few Um, days ago
1: if you're listening yes yes it's lisa frankenstein but first oh yeah predict But first we have to ask, would you survive Silence of the Limbs?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Um. I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm. Yeah, I could be an FBI agent. Okay. I'd be so good. You're Clarice. Yeah, I'm not as attractive as her. But, you know. So they probably wouldn't pick me. (laughs) You know what? That's yep, that's my reasoning right there. I'm not attractive oh, you- to her. So they wouldn't pick me, so I'm never in any danger at all. I'm I'm in the FBI academy, my character. In the FBI academy, but not hot enough to be like, "Oh yeah, you go flirt with the cannibal guy." I'm living. Thriving. How about you? Don't talk about my
1: friend Katie like <laughs> that. <laughs> um yes. Because I'm not joining the FBI, oh. and also Bill wouldn't want me because I'm I have terrible skin, <laughs> thirty and I still have acne, and also I'm not a size fourteen, so I don't think that I'm I fit the bill. <laughs>
0: bill, <laughs> uh,
1: and also again I'm not helping a man. <laughs> so (laughs) yep there you go unfortunately i have listened to enough true crime that i especially at night with no witnesses i am not helping someone anyone let alone a man (laughs) yeah yeah no thank you um agree
0: yeah so i think i'm okay I just want to, I just want to roll it back a little bit to the size yeah. 14 comment. Great. In the movie. Yeah. He sa- Bill, James, says, oh, the like enormously fat girl. Size 14?
1: Yeah, this was also, that's also a, a very much a product of the time. Yeah. I feel like 90s, early 2000s was very heroin chic and... Promoted a lot of uh, disordered eating. And yes, if you were a size six, you were fat. (laughs) There was a time when people thought Jessica Simpson was the fattest woman they've ever seen. Yeah. Which is insane. (laughs) Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, you can just look back on the early or on the 90s and the early 2000s and look at celebrities that were criticized for being fat. Mm hmm. And A, there's nothing wrong with being fat. B, they weren't. <laughs> C, let's all stop
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember I remember reading in the uh, mid-2000s a book called Size 15 is Not Fat. Mm-hmm. Why did there have to be a book that said that? Like, because uh, of... Oh, I know, I know. The, the, fact, <laughs> the fact that that even had to be said. Yeah. Is insane. Insane. Yeah. No wonder we're all fucked up.
1: Ugh. We've really gone through it as a yeah. generation.
0: Anyway, just thought I would bring that out. Yeah, Agreed. Because I literally just said, okay, not literally just, but I did say there's not a lot of overweight actors and actresses in horror. Yeah. This is not what I was asking for. Yeah. This is not body representation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is a very normal-sized woman. (laughs) Not normal, but like average, I guess, sized woman. It was not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, what are you going to (laughs) do? Watch a different movie, I guess.
1: Great. Next movie. We are going to be watching Lisa Frankenstein. It's a new movie out in theaters on the 9th, which it'll already be out by the time you're hearing this, but we don't know if you should go see it yet because we haven't (laughs) seen
0: it. Yeah. Um, I think you should predict it. Me? Yeah, I've gotten nothing.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, I've seen the trailer. And I mean, I feel like it's kind of like Lisa Frankenstein. (laughs) What I've gotten from it is that I think it's set in the 80s. Based on the clothing, I think it's set in the 80s. Okay. And Lisa seems like kind of like a little weirdo, kind of an outcast. And I think that she what I've gathered is that she kind of has an obsession. She goes to the cemetery a lot and she kind of develops this like obsession with one grave. And then she brings him back to life and it's Cole Sprouse. (laughs) And And then it's kind of like a rom-com. Oh no, we're getting ourselves into some hairy situations type of thing. Okay. Do they kiss? Sure. I, it's, I mean, it's written by Diablo Cody, so I'm expecting it to be her sense of humor. So I'm sure there will be. It's a horror comedy, obviously. Okay. And yeah, I feel like they probably kiss. And I think it's going to end. Ooh, how's it going to end? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's it going to end? I don't think they're going to end up together. Uh, I think there's going to be something where, like, she has to put
0: him to rest finally. Like, Under Wraps, the Disney Channel original movie.
1: I love Under
0: Wraps.
1: (laughs) Go listen to our episode on it on Chasing Childhood podcast. But yes, Yes. exactly like. (laughs) Okay. No, because he doesn't have, like, a mummy lover, you know? Like, they had to give Harold back to be reunited with his his
0: mummy lover. So no happy ending for Cole Sprouse.
1: I think it's, like, a bittersweet, like, he has to be laid to rest. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be, like, a fun life for him (laughs) living as this undead monster. Um, And then I think it's also kind of going to be bittersweet for, for Lisa, where she knows it's the right thing to do. But, you know, she has to kind
0: of move on. Sad. It's a bittersweet ending. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I love those in my horror movies. (laughs) Yeah. I hope it's good. Me too. Not too good, though. No. Like, regular good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a... Three out of five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Well. Can't wait to watch. Me neither. Tune in next week. We'll see you then. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.